welcome to the Always About People show. I'm your host, Chris Allen. We're glad that you've joined us. On this show, we cover topics related to the workplace, people, and leadership, because we believe that we can create cultures where people thrive. Hey, well, welcome back. I'm Chris Allen, and I'm the host of the Always About People show, and we're so glad that you're joining with us again. The title of this show is What Employees Want. What do, what do they really want? And McKinsey has done some interesting research. In the past, we've introduced other speakers and guests as a part of the show, and we'll be continuing that in future episodes. But today, I want to just cover this topic of what employees really want, because what McKinsey uncovered is that there's a disconnect. And everybody's talking about the great resignation. All of these people are leaving organizations, 19 million people on the move. But what's really causing that? And I think the question uh, we really need to look at because there's been some assumptions that have been made. So we're going to look at the data. We're going to talk about the data. We're going to talk about the study that McKinsey has done. And then at the end, I want to just give you some really practical steps on how you can meet some needs of employees specifically in this season. So let's jump straight to it. Thank you to those of you who are joining and uh, appreciate you subscribing and inviting people to these shows. But let's jump straight into some data. And this is from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics. It's the quit rate over the last, well, really 20 years since 2000. The dates might be more difficult to see, but the most important thing I want you to see is that since 2009, the quit rates have been steadily increasing to today. Obviously, you see the the blip at the end uh, towards really what represents the pandemic, the global pandemic. But even if the pandemic had not happened, the quit rates would be increasing. And I know that we've talked about this idea on past shows. But the main point that I want to bring up is that this is actually nothing new. In fact, back in 2010, the Gallup organization found this data that 12% of employees strongly agree that they'll have substantially higher overall well-being because of their employer. And the vast majority clearly think that their job is a detriment to their overall well-being. This is a problem. If you flip it around, that means that 88% of employees feel that they're getting worse as a result of their employer. So when we look at quit rates increasing over the last 10 years or 11 years or so, we're beginning to identify that this is a trend. In, in many ways, this is nothing new. It's not caused by the global pandemic. We have a problem in the workplace that has been gradually increasing over the last 10 years. And so the Gallup organization in 2017 came out with the state of the American workplace, and they found that only a third of employees are engaged, which means two-thirds are not. Even their recent updates, that number has pretty much remained the same. And four years ago, 51% of employees were actively looking for a new job. So when they throw around data like 40% are looking for a new job, the Gallup organization identified this issue a few years ago. It's really nothing new. And so then in 2019, Deloitte did a study on millennials. By the way, millennials are born 1980 to 1996. 
And so if we're still talking about millennials here, we've maybe missed a generation. We should start talking about them as the next gen. What I want to point out, this is what this next generation believes that businesses and organizations should try to achieve. Number one, producing high quality goods and services. Got it. Number two, generate jobs and provide employment. Got it. Number three, enhance the livelihoods of employees. So really 10 years ago, we started seeing this trend. People didn't feel that they were becoming better people as a result of their organizations. Four years ago, uh, Gallup really identified that 51% of people were looking for a job while sitting in their current desk. And then we've identified the fact that many employees believe that the role of their employer is to enhance their livelihood, their own personal wellness. So the point that I'd like to make is that this is really nothing new. This is not a new trend. This is nothing that should really surprise us. I think the reality is oh, we're seeing this trend increase and people want something more out of their workplace. And so McKinsey did a study, and let me just make sure that I give you the stats correctly, but uh, the employee survey included 5,774 people of working age. The employer portion of the survey included 250 managers. It was taken and the survey was given over five different countries. And again, it was also split between large organizations that they identified with more than a billion dollars in revenue and mid-sized ones with revenues between 50 million and 1 billion. So it was a pretty diverse study and they looked at these over 5,000 employees and they were asking them, what do you want in the workplace? It was tied to this idea of the great resignation. Why are people leaving organizations? And what they wanted to see was when they asked employers or the managers, what do you think employees want? will there be a discrepancy or a difference between what employees want and what employers think they want? And in fact, they found some pretty interesting data. This was one of the quotes that I'd love to show you is that rather than take the time to investigate the true causes of attrition, many companies are jumping to well-intentioned quick fixes that fall flat. For example, they're bumping up pay or financial perks like offering thank you bonuses without making any effort to strengthen the relational ties people have with their colleagues and their employers. I think this idea of relational ties is something that I really want to key in here. And you would differentiate relational from transactional. And so what they found in the study was that employers felt like or thought employees would want things like higher compensation better work-life balance, or that they would want solutions to poor physical or emotional health. You know, there's so much data and conversation out there right now about poor emotional health or mental wellness because of working from home or working remotely or not being in community. And so these employers felt like, gosh, these three things, compensation, work-life balance, and then health would be the things that employees would want. What McKinsey realized is that these were all really transactional and that what employees really wanted were more of the relational aspects or the relational ties to an organization. 
the the relational ties would be the things that people are missing within community, the the ways that they're missing connection with other people. And so what McKinsey did is they they put out this chart, showed the differentiation between what employees want and what employers want. The most important things to employees were that they were valued by their organization. They were valued by their manager and they felt a sense of belonging. Somewhat important, the potential for advancement, flexibility, and having a caring and trusting teammates. And so back to these relational ties. If what employees really want is to be valued by their organization, to be valued by their manager, and to feel a sense of belonging, all of a sudden we're all the way back to where we started this program, the Always About People show, talking about human motivation and human needs. Really, we're back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and saying that no longer do people just see a job as a secure, meeting a security need, but they want that job to meet the needs of love and belonging, esteem, and what Maslow referred to as self-actualization. And so really what people are looking for in an organization is these relational ties and again, this is data from McKinsey, that they would be valued by their organization, valued by their manager, and feel a sense of belonging. And so maybe what this, this begs the question, what does that actually look like practically? How can we as leaders, within the context of our organizations, even in a flexible work environment where we've got people working from home, we've got some people in an office, We've, we've got to figure out how to practically meet these needs. How do we practically meet the needs of our people in this environment? So for the, for the show today, I thought I would just list out some really practical things that you can do in your organization to provide for the needs of your people, to meet what people really want in an organization and what McKinsey said in their study that the actual name of the article, if you want to look it up, is Great Attrition or Great Attraction. The choice is yours. And and really what they're claiming is, gosh, if you can meet the needs of people, if you can give employees what they want, which I would argue doesn't seem to be that difficult, you can turn the great attrition into the great attraction because you're going to actually be attracting the people who are looking for value of their organization, valued by a manager, and the sense of belonging. So here are a few really practical things. Number one, provide clarity. I had a conversation with an individual uh, just in the last couple of days, and this individual said, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And you might laugh at that, but I talk to individuals within organizations all the time who do not have clarity on their role. In other words, they don't know how to win today. So if employees are driving home, trying to figure out, did I win today? Was it a successful day? Do I feel better about myself as a result of what I accomplished today? If people can't answer that question, they don't have clarity in, in their role. And so one of the best ways that you can value somebody, either as a manager or within an organization, is to simply provide clarity for somebody in their role. One way that you can assess that is to simply ask them, do you feel like you understand what the expectations are on your role? And as a great manager, 
continuing to check in to provide that clarity is a huge thing. Okay, so that'd be one thing, provide clarity. Another one would be uh, to really tie the individual's role to a sense of purpose. Now, I know that that gets thrown around a lot. Let me give you a specific example. For your organization, whatever the output of your organization is, whether you're producing a product or a service or whatever it is you're doing, can each individual inside the organization tie their role to that greater sense of purpose? If they can, they're going to feel purposeful in their work. If instead they look at their role and the function of their role and just it's a dead end and they don't understand how it fits into the greater uh, picture, their purpose in their work will decrease. Here's another one. Are you providing opportunities for growth for individuals? Now, immediately your mind went to, great, we've got these entitled individuals who simply want to be promoted all the time. I'm not referring to promotion. I'm referring to growth. And sometimes growth can be sideways or horizontal. Sometimes growth is vertical. One of the greatest issues that I see in organizations is that we think that the only way to promote people is to promote them up an org chart, which would require that we take individual contributors, move them into management roles, but that may not be their skill set. Maybe you have a great individual contributor and you need to create maybe some new advanced roles in individual contribution. So can you refer to them with different titles? But every organization needs really highly valued individual contributors. And so whatever those opportunities for growth are, find those opportunities for people. The next one, ask better questions. So as a leader, as a manager, ask better, ask better questions, and it's going to require that you actually listen. I think so many leaders inside of organizations have a point to get across, have a certain amount of time, and just want to make the point and get out. And yet I think a, a really valuable skill in helping people feel valued by their organization and also maybe you would be that you would take the time to listen to them. Another one would be uh, looking for mentoring opportunities. Can you connect somebody, maybe it's somebody who's on your team, to another individual within the organization that they could learn from? This might be involved in the opportunities that they want for growth. So if you find out where a person wants to grow, can you connect them with people who have the answers or who have the knowledge or who are further along in that area? Can you connect them so that they can begin a mentoring relationship, a mutually beneficial relationship? Now, one of the things that I talk about pretty regularly is the importance of the one-on-one. I believe it's the most important structure in an organization. So here's one other highly practical insight or tip for giving employees what they want. Be really, really diligent and consistent with one-on-ones. It's in a one-on-one relationship where people feel valued. And when most of us look back over our careers, we would say that the ways that we grew, the times we grew the most were when we were in relationship with somebody who helped us grow in a one-on-one situation. And so again, I think it's in that one-on-one relationship where you can go back through everything that I've shared so far. You can provide clarity to the role. You can give them purpose in their role. 
You can ask them and provide them opportunities for growth. You can ask great questions and listen, provide that framework for listening. You can connect them with a great mentor. I think another thing with the one-on-one is having a structure. Um, I can provide more detail on this in in future episodes or even in um, maybe resources for you. But one way to think about a one-on-one is just three C's. Context. How are you doing personally and how are you doing in business? Again, these are just asking questions. The second C would be challenges. What challenges are you experiencing and how can I help you push through them? And the third C is commitments. What commitments am I making as as a manager to you? And what commitments are you making to the organization uh, between now and the next time that we get together? Or you just set date on, set dates on deliverables. So the point is that a one-on-one can really open up a lot of these other ways that you feel or make people feel valued and provide them what they want. Here are a couple other things inside an organization that I really believe help people feel valued. The first one is this, helping people feel a connection to community. And I, um, I know that I've talked in the past about the importance of community and belonging, but one of the most important things is as you are bringing people into your organization, are you intentional about initiating or intentional about onboarding them? Most most organizations and most individuals will make up their mind within the first 30 days of whether they fit or not. Are you doing an effective job at connecting people to your organization within those first 30 days? Are you connecting people with other people? Are you connecting them to the brand? Are you connecting them to the stories within the organization? Are you connecting them to the traditions within the culture? Are you connecting them uh, to the, the greater community and through the, the uh, sort of rituals that you have in place? I think a couple of practical ideas that I've heard recently would be um, virtual lunches. In a remote environment, how are you getting people together? Uh, I think that that's really important. Um, maybe even providing uh, gift cards or gift certificates so that people can order lunch out, have it brought in, and engage virtually in regular relational conversations. It doesn't have to be just about work. It can be about relationships. The other one that I heard that was really fun was um, having virtual coffee breaks. Now, this could be really kind of interesting, but again, maybe you need to send coffee beans to people. Uh, Maybe maybe there's a way to send K-cups to people. Um, But is there a way that you can encourage coffee time, coffee talk. And uh, that would be a way of, of increasing or improving connection between people. Another really important one that I want to touch on, and I've got two more practical insights for helping people feel valuable and helping them feel like they belong. Uh, the first one is include people in decision-making. I talk with a lot of leaders who will say, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what this new work environment looks like or we're trying to figure out what people want, I would say, have you asked them? And it's really as simple as that because if you include people in the decision-making process, they will speak for their colleagues, they will speak for their teammates, and they will provide really, really valuable insight. And sometimes it's easy as just simply asking them to be involved in the decision-making process. 
It's amazing. Sometimes I think it's in our insecurity as managers and leaders that we think the decision-making falls on us. And so we feel some responsibility in answering everything or coming up with the creative solutions. When in reality, we've got teammates that would feel valued if you ask them to engage in the decision-making process. All right. And then the last one, and this might be the most difficult one, but um, what are you tolerating? What are you tolerating? And that's maybe a question and I'll turn it into a statement. I think so often in, in, in our cultures, we will tolerate certain behaviors from managers and leaders. We know that what people want, what employees want, is to feel valued by their organization, to feel valued by their manager, and to feel like they belong. And yet, sometimes in organizations, we tolerate the behavior of certain leaders that would go against all three of those things that employees want. I would just challenge you, if there is a leader in your organization who is not helping people feel valued, and who is not engaging people in feeling like they belong, you may need to have a conversation with that leader. Interestingly enough, if one-on-ones are a regular part of the culture of your organization, there will be a place in that one-on-one to have these difficult conversations to hold people accountable to the behaviors you want to see replicated in your organization. So, I try to just give you a list of some highly practical things. Please understand that's not an exhaustive list. We're coming up with ideas all the time. Again, some some of you have probably better ideas than even the practical examples that I've shared today. But I wanted to come on, address this idea of some of the research that McKinsey had found recently and get highly practical. Let me bring up one more time. McKinsey in this study, and you can all go and find it, but again, some of this research was really fascinating. And the way that they lay it out, at least in their online version, is that they show the difference between what employees want and what employers actually deem valuable. And so I would just encourage you, as you begin to continue to try and attract and retain great talent in your organization, think through what is it that employees really want? ask them. Find out what they want. Find out what they're saying. And oftentimes that's the easiest way. However, in order to actually get time to ask them what they want, you're going to have to create that space. That can happen through the one-on-one. As one major takeaway, one simple step this week, I would encourage every leader, every manager to set up one-on-ones with your team. A lot can be taken care of in just that simple structure. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you're able to take away at least one practical thing. Again, this is the Always About People show where we're covering topics that really involve people, involve people in a way that meets their needs and their motivations and, and ultimately improves their performance. I hope that you'll stay with us, subscribe, get notifications for future episodes, Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you on a future episode. That's another episode of the Always About People show. Thanks for joining us. Please, we encourage you to get in contact with us. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Until next time, remember, it's always about people.